Welcome to Unleash Your Niche with me, Amy Cager, the podcast aimed at helping you get clear in your business niche and identity so you can stand out, become the go-to person in your field and attract more of the right customers. Enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody. I have got the fabulous Laura Robinson joining us today. You may also know her as Laura from Worditude and Laura is a copywriter extraordinaire. Uh, She's amazing. She helps get your customers to, (laughs) you might have to help me out with this, Laura. I've already forgotten what it is. You practiced it as well. (laughs) I know I did. I got it so well. So it helps customers go to ice cream like ants. (laughs) So close. I help business owners write online content that attracts their customers to their websites like ants to ice cream. There it is. That's what we all need. (laughs) So yeah, totally messed that up. But I think, yeah, Laura said it so much better. So basically all you need to know is Laura is awesome. If you need any help with writing that is going to attract your A-list customers, then she is the girl to talk to. So (laughs) that's what you need to know. And she's here today because we are going to be talking about how to stand out using your language and tone of voice, which I think, and I know Laura will agree, is really, really important for your business. You seem different from everybody else because as you may feel and as you may see, people talk about things in exactly the same way. So it's like, okay, the ideas might not necessarily be different, but how can you talk about what you do or what you sell that's just different? So people react to it differently, they're attracted to it and basically get you to stand out. So you're not just saying the same thing over and over again as everybody else. And this is particularly good timing. I think, I mean, we had this planned for quite a while, but As you may or may not know, I actually had my own content and website stolen from me. Someone decided to use it as their own. How cheeky. But I knew immediately it was my stuff when I came across it because of the language I use and my tone of voice. And within just a couple of words, I knew that it was mine. There was no, I didn't have to check on my website to just make sure it seemed a bit familiar. But was I sure? I knew 100% that it was my stuff because of, as I say, words I use, phrases I use, how I talk about things. And so that's particularly good timing because we had that nice added element of like personal, <laughs> personal story with that. So yeah, so we thought it's even good timing to talk about this today because it is really, really important. So let's get started. So first of all then, Laura, what actually is tone of voice? We're talking about you know getting your tone of voice right, but what is it? Okay, well, first of all, it's not anywhere near as complicated as people think it is. So if you were creating a brand identity that wasn't you, or you're writing a piece of fiction where you need to create a character, then getting the tone of voice is really difficult because you're essentially inventing a personality and then creating a style of writing or when you're writing how they would speak, you're making it up out of nothing. But for most of us, our business is just is based around us. So our tone of voice and our writing is just carrying through the personality we already have and the way that we would speak when feeling comfortable with our audience, carrying that through to writing. So where people get a bit stuck with that is either they imagine it's something they've got to invent and so that becomes difficult and scary, or more commonly, 
because they're going to write something instead of say it, they become really constricted and formal and a bit corporate sounding. And they think there are certain rules that they need to follow. And so they, if they'd just been natural about it and easy about it, they would have just carried their toneless voice through to their writing, but it gets lost along the way because they're trying to sound professional or credible or trying to follow some kind of unwritten rules or the stuff that they were taught at school or the corporate guidelines that were hammered into them in their last job. So it's actually, um, it's not really inventing something or creating something. When we are our brand, when we're like the, the main person in our business, our tone of voice is just a reflection of who we are. It's not an, not creating something new. Oh, absolutely. I think that, I think that's the key. It's kind of Going back and all those, say, all those rules that you're told, you know, the amount of times I think at school and university I was told, don't write how you speak. Don't write how you speak. (laughs) And I'm like, I can finally write how I speak. (laughs) I've been waiting for this my whole life. So it's remembering that again and not, as as you were saying, not thinking about writing stuff as you would an essay or as you would your school staff or uni bits and pieces, or even if you had a corporate job, how you would write some document that was needed to be really professional you had to use all this professional language and big words and jargon and all that kind of stuff it's just thinking about what would you say if you were talking to somebody because that's you know you want to get your personality across and that's how you would do it it's you would know if you were talking to somebody you would know probably how it was who they are by the words that they would use and things like that and it's using that isn't it in in your business stuff it is. I mean, you said something there about how you just write how you speak. And actually, I I think I've got a blog post that says why write how you speak is like the worst advice ever. Oh, really? Because, because so some of the work I do is work with people who take like podcasts and use the transcripts to turn it into other material. And when you look at how we speak, it's just like, it's nonsense. Like we can li- mm-hmm. It makes sense when we're listening to it. It's fine when we're listening to somebody. But when you take that and turn it into text, it's so unstructured and often the pushback I get from people is I find writing so difficult you know it's much easier for me to talk I make more sense because we feel like it makes more sense if you actually look at it written down in a transcript there's so many half-finished sentences lots of covering the same ground so if you feel like writing is harder than speaking but that's because it is because what you're really doing is is trying to get it right the first time Writing's not like that. You don't need to. You can just write it rambly like you would speaking and then edit it back down. So in a way, you kind of do write how you speak, but that's not the end. Like that's just the first draft. You write how you speak and then you need to do quite a bit more work on it afterwards to make it something that other people are going to want to read and it's engaging for them and as concise as it can be. Yeah, actually, you're right about that. But yeah, hand slapped already on the first one. <laughs> you do write how, you know, but it's not that write how you speak is bad advice. You should write how you speak, but that, that's not the end of your work. <laughs> that's just the beginning. And then you've got at least the same amount of work to do over again to edit it into something that works well. But that's okay, because most of the magic happens in the editing. It's not in the first draft. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I, I completely agree with that, because yes, when I edit my podcast... And I'm, you know, obviously listening to what I'm saying. Sometimes I'm like, I didn't even finish that sentence. Like that, where was I going? <laughs> or just like I kind of did then you go, oh, uh, uh, yeah. And that's what you say. And, you know, you change your thought halfway through a sentence, all that kind of stuff. But that's, yeah. If you literally wrote how you spoke, it would, then it wouldn't be, yeah. It's, But it's more, I guess, being more relaxed. And I guess how you would talk in your head maybe is probably more what, 
I'm thinking kind of how you would talk to somebody rather than how it comes out maybe it comes out a bit garbled and <laughs> the other thing with getting into that kind of mentality of writing how you speak is um one of the things people find difficult is to find a flow in their writing and that's because they keep interrupting themselves and telling themselves they're not good enough or they need to check spelling or something or their grammar's not right or they worry about what people are thinking when you have a conversation with a friend you get into a state of flow it's really enjoyable you know it's just back and forth you never worry about what to say the sentences just come out it's really easy that's the state you want to get into when you're writing something but you can't do that if you keep interrupting yourself if you were having the same conversation with the same friend and they kept saying well I think you'll find that grammatically the correct word to use there is is this one like that would be like the conversation would be dead <laughs> like you might be able to stumble through but just one correction would really throw you off when we write typically we do that to ourselves all the time we'll be writing and second guessing ourselves checking the spelling of something worried that we've done something wrong and then we wonder why do I find writing so much harder than talking like because you are literally sitting in judgment on yourself 24 7 every time you put your pen to paper so another thing about getting into that like I want to write how I speak is you need to give yourself permission to do that and and not be like having this monkey on your shoulder telling you you're doing it wrong all the time, you wouldn't do that when you're speaking. So you just need to let it go and write the words as they come to you. Just let it flow through rather than trying to get it right the first time. I think that's absolutely right. And I think the more you do it, the more you obviously get used to your tone of voice that you want to portray your personality and your writing. And then I think you get into your same kind of phrases or ways you talk about things that it then becomes a lot easier because you just start to know how you talk about things, how you word things. And I think you question yourself a lot less and you kind of know ways that you might want to express yourself in talking about something maybe a little bit different because you're used to using and say certain, maybe certain words or certain phrases or even I guess expressions like you, you know that you might want to add a bit more excitement when you talk about something so you know that you use certain words that kind of amplifies that or whatever, I guess. A lot of that will come in the edit. I think there's kind of two, two mm. sides to that. So when you really relax and let yourself just get on with it and write in flow without second guessing yourself, I think those those phrases and the wording that's particular to you will come more readily and you'll just get them down on paper. So you will naturally write more of those in your first draft when you're not being like so constrictive and judgmental of yourself but then you also have a second shot at it when you go through for the the editing because I I don't just write something and then put it out there it'll be edited three or four times every time I edit it I'm looking can I make this better can I put more personality into it can I make it sharper can I make it clearer can I give it more momentum so when you come back through on the edits you're looking for where else can I squeeze in a bit of personality and so the example there I say like ants to ice cream you could just say you can say bees to honey which is wrong anyway because bees aren't attracted to honey but that's the thing that people say we just take something that everybody else says and say something different that expresses the same message but in a different way that's just one example of how when you're editing you can take out anything that's a bit samey and a bit beige and boring and the same as everybody else and you only need to change a few words to put your own spin on it and then it's then it's just yours it you know you'll know it like say if you come across it you'll scroll through and I look you know I could be scrolling through something and think oh that's really good then I look at oh, I, I wrote it I remember writing that because you can spot your you know the pattern of language that you use the expressions that you use no absolutely and I think I mean you've touched upon some things there about how you can put a bit more personality and things like that but why is it so important to have a tone of voice then so yeah. the most important thing is that your tone of voice reflects 
like you and your real personality and in our online space the main reason for that is to build consistency and trust so if they've and they say the first time someone comes across me now is on this podcast and they hear me speaking and they listen I think oh you know I like this this sounds interesting I'd like to find out more about her and then they click on my Facebook page and they read posts that sound nothing like how I've just been speaking or they look at my website and it doesn't sound right they're going to be confused and confused people leave they don't, that's it that's the end of the relationship if they think there's a mismatch between how you sounded on this podcast versus what I'm reading here not just because this is the area I work in it would you know wouldn't matter what area I worked in they'll be confused and they'll go and it's the same as if you do it the other way around where they find you through the writing first either on your social media posts or you know they go through this lovely lead magnet this email sequence and you've built up this relationship in writing and then you finally get them on the call and they turn up for a discovery call and you open your mouth and they're like who, who is this? But you don't sound anything like the stuff that I've just written. And I actually worked and uh, helped someone out of a sales funnel not very long ago. Someone who spent a lot of money on Facebook ads and had somebody else write all of this stuff for them. And they were getting loads of people through on the lead calls for this high ticket program. And they're like, nothing's converting. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I looked through, I was like, there's nothing of you in the first, there's nothing of you. Like all the ads, everything's been written by somebody else. It doesn't sound like you. You get on a call and they're just panicked because they think you're not who I was expecting to talk to. So it's really like when I said at the start, it's a reflection of who you are rather than a creation of an identity. It needs to reflect who you are so well that the link between all of the different ways that they might find you or your social media, emails, website, and whether it, regardless of whether that's in writing or speaking or video, it's all the same person. There's no, it's completely seamless. There's no contrast that then gives that kind of lack of trust of like you which one are you really who are you pretending to be and which one's the real you absolutely I think that that is so important as you know especially if you are your business and you are going to be at the forefront a lot more and I think that's just in everything you do isn't it and and writing is obviously a massive part of that that everything needs to be completely seamless everything needs to be consistent it all needs to show that it's you and I think that's I say it's kind of everything that you do whether that's your writing your visual identity all those sorts of elements it's it's all really really important and I think it builds a trust but it also gets people to know you as well kind of as you were saying and I think it starts to get you to stand out as well because that's something I say is that amplify those elements that make you you and it doesn't have to be all of you but it can be certain bits and they're the bits that will make you stand out because luckily we are all different so whatever your business whatever you're doing the fact that you are different is something that everyone can start with whether you're new in business or been doing it for a while and it's a really good way to say get yourself to stand out and and writing is one of those elements isn't it that if you're still not too sure maybe who your alias client is because you're a bit new or you're still doing, you maybe you're doing lots of different things. So you haven't focused on one element yet, but you can really amplify your personality and how you are different in your writing. And I think that's where it can be really important as well. And you can do that in, so in the edits and come back around, even if you've written a really beige, boring first draft, sounds like everybody else, come back around and look for the opportunities of, okay, like first, don't even try to change it. The first time around, just take a highlighter pen or 
color on the screen and look for where are there opportunities that I can add in personality. And those are, are places where, so if you're trying to explain something that's complicated, that's not an opportunity to show off your personality because you want it to be as clear as possible. But when you're communicating something that's like a, a story from your life or something that's quite simple for people to imagine or understand, that's the opportunity to kind of embellish and add a, like a bit of flourish and really, and like you say, amplify it, add in your personality there. So the first round, just look for where is it appropriate for me to be amplifying my personality? Where can I really play around with the words here and, and pump a bit more of myself into it? And then go back around to those opportunities that you've identified and just have some fun swapping words about and seeing, okay, well, how can I make this really about me? And then it's not like a whole, you know, the whole piece is not some massive whiz bang personality filled piece of content every time because it's basically people won't understand it. Like it's, and clarity is the most important thing. It's just little hints of it here and there that to help your voice come through. Absolutely. And I think that's right. And I think that's when you start to lose, use your language. And they're the bits that start to amplify more of your personality and people get to know you by those words and things like that. And I, I always love the example of Jamie Oliver against Nigella Lawson. And they both do, they do the same thing. They both cook food and make it delicious. But their language, I mean, you, everyone could probably tell the different language they use, you know, Jamie Oliver's or, you know, bish, bash, bosh, like all those kind of things, whereas... Obviously, Nigella is very sensual with her language and it just makes them completely different, completely stand out. But at the end of the day, they're doing the same thing. They are making food that you want to eat, you know, and they probably even do very, very similar recipes, things like that. And yeah, they may have little twists on it, but it's them, that, the thing that would attract you or not, you know, repel you. They, you might not like the fact that how they speak and the language they use and, um, how they portray themselves and how they amplify that. But everyone would know what their personality was. And I think that's the key. And I think it is a lot to do with their language. It makes me think of, I think it's on nine out of 10 cats where they get uh, that actor to read people's autobiographies out. And so he's like totally deadpan as he's reading it. But you like if he sat and read a Nigella Lawson recipe out or like her autobiography, or you would know. So some people, it could just be anybody's. It doesn't jump out at you. But there are some people where you just know for sure those are the words that they would use. That's, that's the kind of story that they would tell. And so their personality has really come through in it, which means their ghostwriter's done a really good job. <laughs> Yeah, you are going to say these words all the time because <laughs> I'm going to write them in the book. And, and you just now keep repeating them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I think um, actually I saw a program about Jamie and he in that was saying about how his ever first appearance was totally by chance and a film crew happened to go to his restaurant he was working in at the time, just as a one of the lowest chefs in there. He wasn't, it wasn't his restaurant or anything. and. The fact they picked up on him was because he was a bit more Jack the Lad. He was saying things like, yeah, just whack it in there and yeah, fish, bash, bosh and all that kind of stuff. And that's what they love. They were like, yeah, we want him on TV because he is so different in the language and it can appeal to someone different. And he's obviously now, I guess, amplified that in everything he's done to, to get him to stand out and be different. The thing with that example, so when we hear those stories, it can feel a bit frustrating to think, well, they just like lock, they just locked into this. Like, so how am I supposed to do this, like intentionally by looking at people who just fluked it? But you can just like reverse engineer what it is that they did. So if you 
you don't know yet like well I don't really have I don't say fish bash bosh I don't have any phrases that I particularly say it comes with time but what you're paying attention to is things that you've said that you really like they felt oh, yeah like that was really me or so it can just be like one Facebook post and you write it and you think oh that is the best writing I've ever done that really sounded like me usually that's like on a Friday night after a couple of drinks and you're super passionate about something that's annoyed you and then you're like and you know all the energy comes through so somewhere you've got a piece of writing that you think yes that's me and you feel really like that speaks to who you are it really reflects who you are so you want to keep an eye out for that kind of thing and then you're also looking for anything that gets a great reaction from your audience and if it helps you to create a physical list, which it, like for me it does, and that's how I used to work with clients, is like I would have a client name and then the list of these are the kind of words that they use. They would never say this. They would say this instead. Have an actual like crib sheet that you can look back at of words and phrases and stories that are really clear reflections of your personality. And you can have a never ever list as well of things like I'm never going to say that or I, you know, those are not those words are not my style and that list will change over time it will grow the more experience you get putting content out there the more you'll have that reaction of yes that really felt like me and you'll see that it gets a good reaction so you'll just build on the experience you have to start somewhere you know you start you might start out a bit bland and a bit samey but just try new things that feel like you and keep a track of noticing how does that feel to you and what kind of reaction does it get and you bank the good stuff to use over and over again and the stuff that doesn't feel right you don't just ignore it you actually like keep that in a separate list that's I'm, ne- I'm not doing that again that didn't feel right or that didn't get a good reaction no I think that's that sounds good yeah because I was going to ask you after that I was like how how do people get started then they you know talking about this how good it is how you should be doing it but yeah, how do you actually get started with a tone of voice? And I think you've mentioned something there, but if you've got any other... I have, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so everything I teach, so I teach business owners how to write their own content now, and everything that I teach in that is based on how I work with my copywriting clients. So Because I basically thought, well, I, I figured out how to do this. If I can teach people how to do it for themselves, they can be their own copywriter. So when I work with copywriting clients, I will get whatever recorded material of them I can get my hands on. So if that's their Facebook lives in their free, in, you know, in their free group, podcast interviews, video, anything they've got. And I will sit and listen to that for like half an hour to an hour. So I've heard their voice over and over again, and then I write their content. And then after I've done the first draft, I'll do a bit more listening and I'll come back. So I can keep getting that match between this is how they sound and this is what the written version looks like. Uh, You can do that for yourself or you can get um, just use something like Temi. It's really cheap to get a transcript of any kind of interview you've done. I found interviews are so much easier to get into the flow. So when someone's asking you a question and you know the answer, you know, you come alive. If that's your expertise, you just come alive. The answers just flow. You don't have to think about it. If you can get a transcript of an interview like that and then read it back, then you can look old fashioned, like print it out, highlight a pen. Where are the bits that really sound like me? Where are the bits where I feel like, you know, I really nailed that answer or that, you know, that is the way I want to be expressing myself. So that is how I would work with a client and it works for yourself as well. And then, like I said, go back through, um, you know, often your best stuff, the best writing is often hidden in your personal writing so like what if you've posted to Facebook on your personal page or an email that you sent to a friend it doesn't have to be stuff that you've put out to your business audience because you're not I'm not saying share it with them I'm saying go back through what you've already written and find the examples that you really feel like are your best efforts and collate them together into like a kind of swipe file and 
same as I would do, like reverse engineer. What did I like? What was good about this? Why did I like it? How did I get myself into that state where I was able to write so well? And what is it that I particularly like about it? What are the phrases that I think really represent me? And just keep that as a, you know, it's like a psych you up file so that the next time you want to write, if you read one of those pieces that you think, yes, that's really me on, you know, that's me on a really, really good day and get yourself into that same state when you write, you'll keep getting that consistency of the tone of voice coming through when you write your new stuff. I, that's, that's a really good idea. I like that. And I think, yeah, I think definitely when you are writing to your friends or writing on like Facebook groups and you're chatting to people just on a more relaxed basis rather than, oh God, this is an actual work business thing that I have to promote what I'm doing or whatever. It's just kind of an easy way of how you're conversing with people is a, is a really good way to, because you do, you'll, you'll, you'll notice that you use the same words, you use the same expressions, the tone as in, is it always kind of excitable or is it all a bit sarcastic or will come through as well? And I think that's a really good way um, of, of seeing that because I know probably videos or audios transcripts probably scare some people as well as they might not have them I suppose you know if you're not someone who does those things you may not have access to those things but I think that's a really good way to start and I think even things where so even maybe like some Instagram lives those kind of shorter snippets I think would be really good as well anything even like sometimes it can just be in a chat thread what Mm. you're just looking for is but so when you when you write all your new stuff, you want it to sound like you, but on a really, really good day. Mm. <laughs> like be the pumped up rocker version of you every time you write. Mm. You know, we know we don't feel like that all the time. Sometimes we, you know, it's like nine o'clock on a Friday and you've just got to bash a email out and it's just horrendously dreary because you haven't got the energy. So I know most of the time we don't write to our best ability, but if you're writing marketing content that's to promote your business, it needs to be your best quality writing every time. So it needs to sound like you on a really, really good day. Somewhere in your existing archive of online content, you have at least one piece of content that sounds like you on a really, really good day because you wrote it on a really, really good day. <laughs> like you were, you know, you'd had your coffee or you'd meditated or you'd done all the things that you do to make yourself feel good and you wrote something. It already exists. So go and find it and put it in front of you and then look at it and really think about okay, if I break this down into its component parts, what about it? really sounds like me what about it is good what about it is really engaging to my audience and use that as like the jumping off point for writing the next bit and then the next thing you write will be better than that first one so use the second one as your jumping off point before you write your third one and gradually everything you write gets better and better and sounds even more like you Mm, yeah no absolutely and I I love that I remember you saying the Brocker moment to me before it's such a good way to think about it and yeah, I really, I really, I really like that expression <laughs> for you on a really, really good day. <laughs> so, like we've we've spoken obviously about your own language and things, but in terms of adding a bit more personality to stuff that you write, so maybe it is how your program names or using different words that are maybe words that people don't normally use about things. Um, for instance, I say a list clients. That's something that I thought about, and I. I know we've had numerous conversations about, okay, what bits can you add to make how you talk about things different so it isn't just the same as everybody else? Have you got any tips on how you could maybe add a bit more personality into to your writing? So you've done all that. You've listened to your tone of voice. You've kind of got an idea of maybe how you want to sound, but how do you know or where's the best 
things to start with with changing some of those bits up so you're adding that I guess that bit that's a little bit different to your work so the best places to start so first of all when we add personality we never want to compromise clarity it's always clear and simple is like number one and then we add personality after it so what you're looking for is stuff that's a bit boring and very easy to understand and flat that you could you can get away with swapping it around so for example I use on a blog post somewhere it's like instead of saying you know I'll be back in five minutes I've got to feed my cat because you could refer to your like furniture scratching hairball retching psychic and people would still know that's your cat but it just adds in like a little bit more fun and personality into into what you're writing don't ever use cliches and like common phrases idioms anything like that like that's a completely wasted opportunity for you to say something in your own voice and as long as it gives the same message you can just make it up completely it can be something that nobody else has ever said but as long as it gives this imagery of like ants to ice cream then it, people will understand what it is that you mean you don't just say things like it's hot I was thinking today it's not just hot it's like skin stickingly face meltingly humid then it's hot <laughs> And it gives you a really vivid description of how I feel right now as we've had to shut the window and stop the door banging. You can turn then a quite a basic story. And this sort of feeds into when people say, I don't know what to post on Facebook. I can't, you know, not all my stories are interesting. Just take a really basic, simple story and then add your personality into it. And then it's an interesting story. It's not, you know, the story hasn't changed. It's the way that you tell it is then more interesting to your audience. So you're just looking for the stuff that's like boring, easy for them to understand, straightforward. What can I replace those words with? Something that's a little bit more like reflective of me. And usually that's replacing like one-off words for whole phrases instead. And then looking beyond like the words and phrases you use, it's the stories that you use. It's the analogies that you draw. You know, you just don't use... um, like run-of-the-mill examples think of something that's way more related to your actual life than the typical examples that other people use and I think it's just as important to have a list of stuff that is not you like I am never going to say this I don't use these examples and the one that always springs to mind is I work with someone who is like in a kind of therapeutic role and it's all about like being calm enjoying a laid-back calm life and then and she sent me a piece of content once and it said laser focused I was like no there are no lasers like you are (laughs) calm (laughs) everything about you is calm there's never a laser (laughs) because it was such a like I don't know confronting thing to read you're like where did the laser come in we don't need that it is so easy to say it because everybody says laser focused. Well, everyone says laser focused, so don't say that. Now think of three different examples for laser focus that you can say instead of that that fits more clearly with your brand. That's like a great place to start. Write a list of all the stuff that everybody else says. You, you now vow, I am never, ever going to use that phrase. And here are three, at least three options that I could say instead. You don't always have to use the same one. You can rotate between different things. But it's just as important to know what you're not about, what you don't say, as it is to know what you do say. And often that's where your creativity comes in. So if you've made this list of like, I'm not going to say these things, you can think on the fly of something that you would say instead. And then you're naturally able to like rely on your own creativity in the moment if you know for sure I'm not going to say laser focus or I'm not going to say any of the other stuff that everybody else says all the time. You feel like if you can stop yourself as you feel the cliche coming out and go like, nope, I refuse it. It's not going to be allowed. And then you can just make something up on the spot. No, I think that's, yeah, that's that's really good. I mean, yeah, no cliches, no saying the same thing as everybody else because that, of course, will make you sound like everybody else. And that's, I think that's the the main problem that I think stops 
say that personality, that tone of voice is that, you know, especially as you're subconsciously probably hearing a lot of the same things that you are going to be talking about, you just get into that mode of just ends up being a bit repeated. You're hearing it and you're repeating it. And so then you've got right. positive personality. So like that's exactly what happens is that you take stuff in and then you're just automatically saying those same phrases out. It's complete. It hasn't touched you as a person. It hasn't gone mm-hmm. through the you filter. It's not gone past your personality. So it kind of becomes a conscious effort to stop and don't put content out, whether you're saying it or you're writing it. It's much easier to do this in writing. So when it baffles me when people say, I can't write, it's really difficult. I think this is so much easier to do in writing. You have as many chances as you need to get this right because you can just, you just delete it or you just change it. And it's so much easier to do that and to put your personality into your writing than it is when you're doing something like this where you're just speaking because you there's no second chances. So I find it really fun. That's you know that's why I do it. I find it fun to take a draft and keep making it more fun. I love Monty Python, and I love like what I love about them is that they would get a script and they would go, "Can we make? Can it be more silly? I think it could be more silly. Let's make this more silly." And then it's like really silly. I think we could, and you can see how many times that they must have had to go through something to like make it just more and more ridiculous every time. That's what it's like with the draft that I look at it is like how can I make this more me can I make it more fun can I make it more silly you know you don't have to be fun and silly if that's not your brand then don't do that obviously <laughs> but how can I make it sound more like me you could do that as many times and then you just get this feeling where like every time I go through this it's making such a small amount of difference I'm done here it's ready to be published but what's hard about that you get to do it as many times as you want as you're prepared to invest in doing it no absolutely and and I think that's actually why I quite like writing. I'm, I'm not a, I wouldn't say I was a natural writer. I, and, I, and to be honest, I probably wouldn't have even said I like it, but I have got into it. And I do like that process where you can just go back, like, how can I make it better? How can I work on this? Whereas obviously if you're just talking, it's done and there it is. Like you can't go back and go, oh, I could, mm, I could have said that better. I could have said that better. And you might ask yourself in your head over and over again I should have done that better but (laughs) you can't it's out there is it but with your writing you can't you can and you can kind of take that break can't you and go back to it and go right okay I've had a haven't looked at it for a day or an hour or whatever and now I look back at it okay as you're saying like the Monty Python can I make this more me are there any cliches in there that I didn't realize is there am I using the same words that everybody uses to describe the thing that I'm describing like how can I make it different and then just take it from there. And just- the, the stories from your life is us when we explain, you know, a lot of what we do is in our content is teaching, teaching something new, trying to convey a concept. But to do that, we need to give people real life examples for them to cling on to. So make your real life examples, your real life examples, like stuff that really happens in your life that is like a little bit relatable for your audience, but also gives a really good insight into what your world is like, what your life is like. So that's how they get to know you. Like It's nice to have on your about page. You know, I've got something about I live by the beach, I like to go to the beach, I've got two cats, like reading, you know, like the normal stuff, but people read it and then it's gone. But what comes, it's then you incorporate that stuff you want them to know about you into the stories that you use, into the examples that you give in your content, in your writing. So it's not just about tone of voice. It's about the ways in which you share yourself and what you've written. Mm, Absolutely. And yeah, I talk about that quite a lot when I am speaking about how you can make yourself stand out and how, as I was saying earlier, how you're the thing that's different, which is really good. And it's how 
you can use certain aspects of your life and you don't have to tell everyone your whole life story or everything about you. You can take 20% of what makes you you, but just amplify that. So it seems like that's 100% of you, 80% of you. And that's kind of exactly what you were saying there. Just choose the bits that you want to talk about a lot. And then you can start incorporating that into kind of every aspect. It's not just that, yeah, that little bit on your about page, it becomes what you talk about in your social media and maybe some examples that you use. So as you were saying, like that cat example, people would know, oh yes, I know she has cats because she mentions all the time. And so when she uses that funny example or analogy, I know it's because she likes cats and she's got cat, you know, and it kind of starts to become that brand identity, doesn't it? Rapidly making me into the crazy cat lady. <laughs> I actually have a, I've got a hoodie that says that. I've got pictures of cats as crazy cat lady. You brought up cats. I didn't. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I started with the cat thing. <laughs> but cool. Well, I, I think we could talk about this all day. And I think you've given some really, really great tips there and things that people can go and do to try and get their language and tone of voice for their own writing. And I think, you know, you've given examples on writing down what you do say, what you don't say. You've said, look at your past pieces of work, your Barocca moment, and listen to how you talk, maybe on videos, on social media chats, when you're chatting to your friends, when you're drunk down the pub or drunk drunk in your living room on a Zoom call. <laughs> what, what, how do you talk about things when you become that little bit more passionate about something I think that's really good places to start and to say and I think the main thing as well is as you've said just keep looking over it again and again and just seeing how can I make this this better say the Monty Python moment where you're just thinking okay what can I do to make this even better even more me and not just doing it once and thinking it's done and not seeing a I guess a consistency and how you write I guess is the things to be thinking about there. So any final words of wisdom? <laughs> Have we covered it all? <laughs> um, well, Have we covered it all? So the main thing that so I wanted to get across as well is that if you separate out the thinking from the doing, then this becomes a lot easier. So a lot of times people are trying to think of what's the structure going to be like, what do I need to put on this web page, and then try and put their personality into that as well. So do it in separate stages. So first of all, think like what is this, what needs to go on the page, get some bullet points down, sketch out the structure of what it is that you want to create. That's almost like your first draft, even if there's not any words on it. And then you go away and have a break and then you get into flow to fill in the gaps. That's how I teach. Um, so the members of my club, and I've also got like a downloadable pack of workbooks called the toolkit, which shows you the structure of what the of the essential web pages and has questions and then like literally it's literally like question here's a box where you can write the answer so it takes out the thinking to just answering the questions then when you put it all together you've basically got your web page ready to go you, you know you go back through that and polish it up and make it sound like you but the principle behind that is if you can do the thinking first in one go take a break then get your like create you know read your piece whatever your Barocca moment was read it and then get into the zone and then go through and turn those kind of bullet points or that kind of key information turn that into a cohesive first draft that sounds like you then take another break and then do the editing later 
And that means that it makes that middle bit, that's where you can get into flow, that's where you can be creative, and that is where your best writing will come out. But all three of those stages are as important as each other. You know, when most people get stuck and they say they're no good at writing, they're just thinking about that middle bit, but what they're really trying to do is all of them at the same time, and it just it doesn't work. You can't do that. You need to, you know, have a calm, planning, structured moment, get into the flow for creativity in the middle bit, and then come back and edit it as many times as you need to afterwards to get it to the point where you're happy with it. So if I can remember one thing, it's plan, write, edit. They are separate things. Don't try and do them all at the same time. Yeah, that's brilliant because I remember you saying that to me right at the beginning and it did make my writing so much easier because you can just do that brain dump to start with. You don't have to think, okay, you know, that's sitting at the blank piece of paper thinking, what shall I write? You can get all the ideas out, then you can start to structure it and it it does make it so much easier and even like when I do it for clients, I will be writing a sales page and I know what I want to say, like right above the call to action, and it will say, restate amazing benefit this product gives here. Because I can't think of the phrase what, that I want to say right off the top of my head and then just carry on writing the page. I have to remember to go back and take that out later. But I often put placeholders in where I know what I want the message to be, but I just, I don't know what the words are right now. So for now, I'll just state this is the message or this is what I want to get across in this section and then come back to it later. Because that helps me stay in flow. And you you don't have to get it right first time. You can just do it as many times as you need to. No, absolutely. And not getting fixated on that one sentence. And then, you know, that's only two sentences in and that's it. You're You're done. done. You're like, like, you know, I can't think of anything. I might as well just give it up and go and do something else. And then it never gets written. So I think that's, yeah, really, really good point. So you mentioned there your toolkit. So I know you wanted to offer... The listeners today a little special thing on that and so tell us a bit about the toolkit and um yeah your little special offer for so the toolkit is like it's a bundle of workbooks to help you write all the content that you should need online so it's like your website pages marketing emails like marketing content ideas and if you go to wordatude.co.uk forward slash toolkit and then if you use the coupon code toolkit 70 so it's quite like seven zero toolkit 70 that will give you 70% off the price at the moment I want it to be out in the world with as many people as possible and it does help you just like it's not you know this is not going to make your writing amazing when you use that this is going to get the basics out get the foundations down get the content down that you need to start with and then you can start putting your effort into polishing up and getting your personality across but for lots of people it's even just getting that first draft down is really hard so this kind of takes you through that first step and then you can have the fun and play around with making it better and better. But for, if you just need to get something out there, this is a good place to start. That sounds brilliant. And I, I know Laura's helped me so much with my writing. So I highly recommend the toolkit. It will be amazing and it will make such a difference to your writing and and not only the, the quality of the written word, but your processes and how you structure it and giving yourself more time in the week and, you know, losing that procrastination and all that kind of stuff, which I know I used to feel when I went to go and do some writing, it would, it would take me far longer than it should do just because I would just sit there and not want to do it and not know what to say and <laughs> all those other things. It's just like a massive part of what I do is just listening to people tell me like reasons why they haven't been able to write that thing this week. They're like, it's going to take you about 20 minutes. Do you want to just do it now and then send it over to me later? <laughs> exactly there's always something better to do when you go and sit down and do your writing and you don't know what to say <laughs> or you think you don't know what to say as you say it's getting the that process in place and that as I say I think that, that's been a massive 
game changer for me and my writing, getting those processes and knowing the structures of things. And so if you haven't got the toolkit already, I recommend go and get it because especially with a 70% off, that's going to be an absolute steal. So I, I need the coupon code at the end of content I've created. So I like, because you've listened to this, then you know what it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, the hardcore among you. Yeah, that's what I mean, for the committed people. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I would, yeah, go on there right now. And that was worditude.co.uk, wasn't it? Forward slash toolkit. Forward slash toolkit. So yeah, I recommend you going and getting that right now. So thank you so much, Laura. It's been amazing. It's been really interesting to hear the benefits and getting some tips as well that you can start to implement to make your writing, you know, to improve your tone of voice, to start getting you to stand out, putting that bit more personality into your writing. It's been fabulous. So thank you so much for for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. Wasn't Laura amazing? So many great tips to inject that bit more personality into your writing and start to have a really defined tone of voice. This is so important for your business and this will make you and your business stand out from the rest as the way you write will be unique to you. It will amplify all your values and personality. People will feel they are getting to know you more and therefore feel more connected and people will start to recognise it as you. Don't forget to download Laura's toolkit at www.worditude.co.uk slash toolkit and use the promo code toolkit70, that's toolkit70, to get a whopping 70% off. Amazing. If you want to join me and my next guest live, remember to come and join us over in my Facebook group, Unleash Your Niche. And you will have a chance to ask the guest of honour your questions. Or you might just want to listen to the questions being asked as these are an extra for the Facebook Lives. And don't make the cut for these episodes. And this is the case for all episodes I do. So to join, just search Unleash Your Niche in Facebook or click on the link in the show notes. That's all from me. I'll catch up with you next time or over in the group. Have an amazing week. Thanks so much for listening to the Unleash Your Niche podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, do please check out amycager.com where you'll find more to help you get focused and clear on your niche and how to amplify that in your communication.